United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. So the, uh, the vice president went to Pyeongchang for the Olympics. He purposefully ignored or did not speak to Kim Jong-un's sister. However, evidently, from what we're reading now, there was a meeting scheduled, a behind-the-scenes closed meeting scheduled between the vice president and somebody from North Korea, not sure who it was. So this is part of the dance that was playing out the Winter Olympics with its brief thaw in relations, maybe not quite so much of a thaw as we had hoped. Let's bring into the conversation Frank Alm, who is a senior expert on North Korea at the United States Institute of Peace. The Twitter handle is at USIP. Frank, thank you for being on POTUS today. Hi, Tim. Thanks for having me. What do you make of this secret meeting that was canceled? Well, the reports just came out yesterday, so it's uh, I don't know if I have all the facts, but um, it's interesting that North Korea was willing to meet with Vice President Pence and, and vice versa. But unfortunately, it seems that North Korea got word that, um, first of all, Vice President Pence uh, in Japan, before he got to Korea, said that the U.S. was about to uh, announce uh, the toughest sanctions on North Korea. And Vice President Pence also mentioned that if he did meet with North Korea, that he would demand what they've been saying all along, which is that North Korea needs to abandon its nuclear weapons program. So I don't think North Korea is happy about that, and that's probably why the talks didn't happen. One thing that we had been seeing from analysts is that the North was trying to drive a wedge between the United States and South Korea. Kim Jong-un's sister had invited President Moon to Pyongyang for a summit visit, which was seen as part of this. Do you believe that that is part of their strategy? I do think that North Korea is trying to create some separation in the U.S.-South Korea alliance. Uh, some of it is so that they that North Korea can get some relief uh, in terms of the pressure that's being applied on them. Uh, but I think uh, South Korean President Moon's response to the sister was very clever. He said, um, in response to the invitation, he said, let's first create the conditions for this summit meeting to happen. So he didn't he didn't jump at the chance for... Uh, going to Pyongyang, he set some conditions. So the uh, the idea that the United States, uh, are the United States and South Korea working together on this, do you think, or not? Uh, they are certainly uh, uh, coordinating very closely, uh, as they always do, um, but they're not on the same page. South Korea wants to uh, uh, continue the peaceful momentum from the Olympic truce, um, and so they're trying to figure out a way to get North Korea and the U.S. on the same page. Uh, I think the United States is very firm in maintaining its pressure of maximum, uh, its policy of maximum pressure, um, and not relenting to uh, negotiations so easily with North Korea. The other day on 60 Minutes, the United States Secretary of State Rex Tillerson said that the U.S. is using a lot of sticks and no carrots with North Korea. Is that the right approach? Um, well, certainly, I think you need both. So you need to you need to use the sticks. You need to uh, be able to put pressure on North Korea so that they understand that that there's no other path except uh, recommitting to denuclearization. At the same time, I don't think that's enough. I think uh, we need to start thinking about carrots or incentives that will help um, 
North Korea make that decision to understand that uh, getting back to the table and putting the nuclear weapons back on the table is the right approach. Once again, we are speaking with Frank Alm, senior expert in North Korea at the United States Institute of Peace. Uh, so the other, uh, a couple of other things that the secretary had said in this sit down, one of which was uh, uh, a quote from Bob Corker, who is a senator from Tennessee, who is also the uh, the chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. And he had said that he was glad that uh, that Secretary Tillerson was in place and the Secretary of Defense, James Mattis, was in place because he sees an eight to ten month window, if you will, of the United States needing to be able to do something. Maybe the choice of military action, which prompted a question from Margaret Brennan to to uh, to Secretary Tillerson, like, is that the amount of time? I'm going to use all the time available to me. Our diplomatic efforts will continue until that first bomb drops. My job is to never have a reason for the first bomb to drop. And we don't know precisely how much time is left on the clock. All right. So this, this sounds pretty scary, quite frankly, Frank. That's exactly right. And, and the problem is we just don't know what the White House is thinking. They've been uh, th- this talk about, you know, buddy, no strikes and the window of opportunity closing. Um, certainly some of the a lot of the tough talk has been coming out of the White House for uh, a while now, I'd say since uh, last summer. So they keep on saying, you know, there's a few months left or and now we're hearing eight months left from from Senator Corker. So um, it's just hard to tell what the time frame is. It certainly seems that um, the White House is giving uh, the military option, some serious consideration. Um, but I think this gets to the larger point of how we get away from this maximalist, uh, all or nothing, zero sum type of thinking. Because on one hand, the U.S. is saying that they will not get back to negotiations uh, unless North Korea puts its nuclear weapons on the table. And then on the other hand, North Korea is saying that we will never get back to the table uh, if we have to put our nuclear weapons um, up for negotiation. So this this sort of no compromise position from both sides makes it very difficult to resolve the situation. And Frank, where is China in all of this? China continues to uh, advance its proposal, at least for intermediate steps to help reduce tensions on the peninsula. So they, on, they still have on the table their proposal for a dual freeze, which in which North Korea would um, uh, stop its nuclear missile tests and the U.S. would freeze its uh, joint military exercise of South Korea. And that would be the first initial step um, to create the, the political space for negotiations to happen. But beyond that, uh, I don't think China has any answers itself on how to resolve the, the diplomatic stalemate between the U.S. and North Korea. Are U.S. sanctions on North Korea working or not? They're working to a certain extent. Um, we know that many countries have begun to kick out North Korean diplomats and, and shut down North Korean embassies. Um, the, the latest U.N. Security Council resolutions have cut off about almost, almost all of North Korea's exports. Um, China has started to cut down on, on fuel to North Korea. Uh, that being said, North Korea is still finding a way to uh, circumvent the sanctions. Uh, the, the border between China and North Korea is porous. Uh, and there's been some uh, fuel transfers uh, at sea. So um, we're still not there yet, and there's a lot more that China can do. The problem is that China's interests aren't exactly aligned with the U.S. China doesn't want 
instability on its border. They don't want North Korea to collapse. And so they're averse to uh, tightening device too much on North Korea. Isn't Kim Jong-un in and of himself unstable? I mean, isn't his leadership a source of instability in North Korea? At the moment, no. Uh, Again, there's a misperception that he is irrational, um, but I think most North Korea experts would agree that Kim Jong-un is very rational, at least uh, from the North Korean perspective, and and trying to to survive and maintain the the power in his regime. Um, And so... He, and he's consolidated power. There's a lot of agreement there as well. So I wouldn't say that it's unstable at the moment. All right. Frank Alm, thank you for joining us on POTUS today. You're welcome. Frank Alm is a senior expert in North Korea at the United States Institute of Peace, the latest on that country and the conflicts with North and South, and obviously uh, the role of China in the United States and all of this. The Twitter handle is at USIP. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.